Hunter, can I just say I have not been, like, so excited to do an episode in... I'm excited for a lot of episodes, but I haven't been this excited for an episode in a while. I don't know what... It's the it's the start of a season. Weird. It's an exciting game. Like, I, I've been wanting to do this episode for like two weeks just like thinking about it and ready to ready to jump on the mic i'm very excited today that is a huge surprise to me <laughs> because i expected you to approach this game and sort of just roll your eyes at it and then just move on as if like and this is supposed to be important that's what i thought your take on doom was going to be so what historically what conjures that feeling in you about me i just think that when it comes to something like Doom, uh -huh. it has demons, uh -huh. it has heavy metal music, right? Sure. and it's dark, <laughs> but in a doofy way. Yeah. And I don't know that that's really like your bag, yeah. your kind of My general aesthetic. genre of humor or like you don't. Yeah, I, I've never Matrix really sunglasses and a black trench coat like I, 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 I'm going to fight the devil kind of that, that. That wasn't my vibe in junior high. I'm thinking more like I don't I don't remember you being like a Beavis and Butthead guy yeah, or sure. like an evil dead guy in no, particular. So not. like I feel like Doom is like of that. Yeah. And I feel like we had already talked about Quake. Uh -huh. And I felt like on the Quake episode, you had already planted the seed of like, this is my shooter, the, the, like Quake and it's, uh, you know, in the universe of Quake. So mm -hmm. I, I felt like maybe Doom was going to be more an exercise in being a little bit whatever about it, you know, uh -huh. so I don't know. I, I think there's truth to that. I think I'm just excited about the context of everything today. I think I'm excited for the 90s i'm like i'm actually jazzed for this season to kick off and and we've been we've been playing you know we're a few games ahead even on what what i've gotten done with and i'm just i don't know it's i'm having genuine fun with early 90s games in a way i usually haven't allowed myself to have fun with before i think yeah why don't you allow yourself to have fun with stuff why don't you let yourself do that? Because there's a finish line at every game that must be crossed. And anything that gets in the way of that finish line is bad and no good. Ah, <laughs> uh, I see. So so let's let's check let's check the boxes real quick of things that Matt has taken from being a joy to being something ruined. Yeah. Podcasting, of yes, course. Absolutely. That's, uh fatherhood, absolutely. <laughs> horrifying and the worst of all to me is video games let's go Welcome to the Old Gamers Almanac. I am your host, Hunter Donaldson. I am joined today by co-host, Matthew Martins. Hello. Hello. Howdy doody, howdy doody. How are we? Man, it's doom. It's metal. It's demons. It's shooting. It's guns. I'm I'm stoked. I'm ready to kill stuff in a, a very strange, um, how do you, in a, in a strange method. I don't know how to word it. The The feeling of this game is like nothing I've ever played. That's what I'll say. Yeah, it has its own its own vibe. But before we do that, actually, yeah. first order of business, Matt. We have been calling this season yeah. season two. This is the beginning of season two. Yep. We've just been referring it to it as nineties PC games, which yeah. is a working title if I ever heard one. 
no flash and, to it at all. We went from 2001, yeah. a game Odyssey, to yeah. th- these are the games we will be playing. They are from the 90s, and they are on the PC. Nothing yeah, more must so be stated. That's not good enough. Yeah. The, the title for season one was A Game Odyssey, right. which was cool. Yeah. We ha- we need a title for this season, I and I think we have to come up with it right now. <laughs> On the fly? Oh, no. On the fly. <laughs> let's just do a pitch back and forth. Let's yeah. do it real Mad Men style. Sure. All right. Let's Don Draper this, okay? Yeah. yeah. What is our hook? What is our line I, I for think, season two? I think yeah. the 90s were defined by the, the use of the word extreme in stuff. Things okay. were extreme okay. in the 90s. So I feel like I want to incorporate like the extreme teen 90s PC season. Like I don't, they're, they're, I'm, I'm riffing here. I'm bouncing. I'm, we're improvising, but I think extreme has to be a part of it. Yeah. Okay. I like extreme or like ultimate. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Ultimate is pretty good. What if we called it Doomcraft <laughs> season two? Doom crap. That's a lot of focus on specifically Doom when we have a many not Doom likes that we have to uh, address in this season. I think that that maybe though starting like like you're so we're, starting with premise, Doom, ending with Starcraft, and ending with Starcraft. Yeah. I think then like there's something kind of kind of interesting about that. Sure. I mean, I'm not saying I'm not completely sold. We could call it the ultimate Doomcraft Brood War. <laughs> We could call it season two, the ultimate Doomcraft brood war. I mean, what do you think? Doomcraft torment. <laughs> what if we called it the ultimate Doomcraft Planescape torment? Brought to you by Warren Spector. The ultimate Warren Spector's ultimate Doomcraft torment. Yeah, Warren Spector's ultimate Doomcraft brood war torment <laughs> or Planescape torment. No. Is this really the right direction we should be going? I what 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 else we got? Uh, wait, okay, the ultimate Doomcraft three, <laughs> arena torment. <laughs> I think I think we have to we we have to pull back. We have too much. Uh, we can't just have it be a no, reference no, 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 to no, every no, no, game of the, the season. The ultimate Doomcraft Commander three, <laughs> arena torment. Extreme Teen Bible. <laughs> I mean, I feel like what's more extreme than just kind of trying to smush the whole season down into, into one, one title? Let's stick with that. Still a working title and we'll couch it. And maybe every week we give it another go of trying to have a title for the season. And by the end, we'll know Wait, what the I season is no, called. No, no. Hold up. Hold up. I got it. We should just call it Doomcraft and Butthead. <laughs> We could call it Doomcraft and Butthead do the 90s. Did I just Don Draper this? Did I just Don Draper that shit or did I not? Yep, we got it. (laughs) Season two, Doomcraft and Butthead do the 90s. Doomcraft and Butthead do the 90s. Beavis and Doom Butt. (laughs) Beavis and Butt Doom. (laughs) Oh, well. Okay, yes. Okay, this week we're talking about 1993's Doom, the one that, in quotes, started it all. Here's my hang-up with Doom. It's a first-person shooter. It's the... No, 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 this isn't a big deal, but... Oh, God. It's a very important game, but we had Wolfenstein 3D first, right? Obviously, Wolfenstein 3D is a slower slower thing, so this is when first-person shooters got fast. But, like, how else, Hunter, would you define the 
the legacy, the importance of Doom. Like, what made Doom different than Wolfenstein 3D? Um, Doom is good, and <laughs> Wolfenstein 3D is just it's it's, it's a, just okay. It's a doofy little game. Yeah, uh, it's fine. It's there's nothing wrong with Wolfenstein 3D. It's just very, uh, it's very rudimentary compared to something like Doom, which yeah. has I would say arcade level fun right. in it. Yeah. Like Wolfenstein 3D is not super fun. Yeah. I mean, also, I think I've only played Wolfenstein 3D in wolfenstein new order oh really because you can play it in that game yeah but i'm not even sure and i think in that game it's even it's faster than the actual pc game well so the the key thing there is then wolfenstein 3d doesn't actually have like freedom of movement right it's it's like old rpg style like you move one block forward at a time and then turn right or left is that right or is there is there a bit more freedom i think it's faster than that i've I've watched some gameplay of it it doesn't seem like it's like it's not like uh, you know, a turn and then a turn and then sure. a turn, but um, but it's not as strafy and movement oriented as Doom is is probably the fair way to put it. Yeah, Doom is really fast by comparison, yeah. and I think that Doom's speed is a big reason that it was such a big hit. Mm-hmm. And the reason it's so important is because it was a huge hit, and and right. it wasn't there hadn't really been a hit like Doom before it, right? Um, and it. Before Doom, I think it looked like perhaps video games were going to become specifically the realm of the console space yeah. only. Yeah. And that PC games maybe were like a curio, but not something that was going to be big in a, in a commercially viable type way. Not mm-hmm. that I know there had been games that had been commercially successful before Doom. Right. But none of them had captured the zeitgeist in right. the way that Doom did. It wasn't a proven platform for games, really. Um, I guess the the reason I bring this hang up of mine up is just because when I played Quake, when we did our Quake episode so long ago, I was instantly transported to like this. I feel the bones of everything that comes after, right? Like that's always been my biggest takeaway with Quake is like the the way this game feels is how every single game that followed it felt that like they they mastered a feeling and doom is a little bit scaled back from that right like there there are things not present in doom that get introduced in quake that then become what every single game is doing essentially and so for me i just think it's me coming to terms with sort of this iterative process i mean there's basically wolfenstein 3d to doom to quake all three of them adding different elements to the overall ecosystem of like id software changed mm-hmm. the landscape across the board right um yeah and i well so what are the elements of quake that you feel like like added to it in such a way that you feel like you're missing it in doom if i mean it's 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 very simple it's just the like looking up and down movement the way the guns feel like the way guns fire in quake feels like how we then started to make all guns work in most first person shooters doom is like a hit scan thing right it's you are only moving left and right and when you click on something the game sort of decides your reticle was on it and thus you hit it it's not it's not as sort of one-to-one with its aiming structure, right? You don't look up to aim at anything. When you when you fire in the direction of something, it's a, if it's above you, you shoot at it kind of idea. Well, technically, uh, actually, some of the guns in Doom are not hit-scan uh, weapons. Like, for example, the uh, rocket launcher. Sure, but you know what I'm saying. Projectile. <laughs> it still effort. is the idea that you are aiming straight forward. There's a 
beast floating up above you, you fire and the rocket goes up to that beast rather than straight forward. Yeah. Um, I find, though, that stuff like that actually gives Doom a particular flavor. Sure. Um, I'm not like wording a... this as a oh, okay. complaint. I'm saying that's the difference to me. Like, here's here's the takeaway I'm, I'm getting at. And, and we're, we haven't hardly even... I mean, people know what first-person shooters are. I guess we don't have to explain what Doom is very much. Although, we, we'll get into some of the complexities, and I think this is part of it. But, like, Quake, like, again, it feels like everything... I was instantly enamored with Quake, right? The second I touched the first level, I was like, oh, I get it. This is it. This just feels like I've been playing this game forever. And so I'm just going to get to experience kind of its specific levels, its specific art style and everything. Whereas when I loaded up Doom, it took some extra learning. I had to I had to figure out what this game was mechanically because it, mm-hmm. it wasn't as obviously one-to-one with the half-lifes current. and unreals and yeah, everything else game. I've played since then. That That's all. I'm just saying it was a... I had to push myself back and it changed how I felt about the game. I'll say this up front. Doom won me over. It just was at the very beginning. I was like, oh, I have to like get used to this thing. It's it's more arcadey. Like you said, this is a deeply more arcadey kind of first person shooter. Yeah. Um, did you try playing it with just a keyboard? That's kind of fun. <laughs> I, I, not with just a keyboard. However, I got not too far off of an experience, which is to say I was playing some of it on my Steam Deck. I actually sat down and played most of this at my actual desktop because I tried Good. playing it on my Steam Deck and bounced around a few different control screen, sch- schemes because you can use the touchpad as if it were a mouse. That doesn't work especially well. It's a kind of thing you have to get used to, I think. That's the, that's like just the Steam Deck thing is mouse, yeah. mouse first-person controls. Some people know how to do that and got good with it, but you have to like spend a whole game learning it. Was not very good at that, although Doom is like more accessible to that than like quake would have been on my steam deck and then i also tried like joystick controls i mean joystick controls are essentially the closest you would get to like the actual WASD and up down left right arrows movement or whatever uh right. so but i didn't play it specifically with just the keyboard controls it's i think it's really hard to play it with just keyboard con- controls yeah. because you know i no game has prepared me for mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. um but it is fun to do uh i uh, originally i played this game for the show when we started the show that's yeah. how long back long ago i was like we're gonna we're gonna do doom someday yeah um so i played through all of it and then i played through episodes one and two uh like in the last like two weeks yeah uh and that was when i was trying out some of the keyboard only stuff <laughs> it feels like you're driving a car yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> it feels like doom guy is like a weird car that you have to kind of like yeah. like it's not exactly like this but it almost feels like you know, in a car, you can't just like turn around. You sort of have to like back up yeah, and yeah. then turn. Right. <laughs> Doom guy sort of starts feeling a little bit like that uh, when you play keyboard only, and it's very fun. Yeah. Um, but it does make the game quite a bit more difficult for somebody like me. I didn't think I would need keyboard and mouse controls for Doom because again, there's like no up and down, right? You don't have to be that delicate with your aiming necessarily, or at least I didn't think I would need to be that delicate with my aiming. But once I started playing on my actual desktop. I was instantly like, there's no going back. I can't I can't play this a different way. This is the way I like to play this for sure. And so I did from basically halfway through episode one. I the rest of the game was at my desktop uh, with standard mouse keyboard controls. Yeah, um, I tried a little bit on on the Steam Deck as well. Um, I thought it was funny to play it on the Steam Deck. Like it just felt like a kind of hilarious thing to do, Uh, but it did not feel 
good per se yeah. it more just felt like okay i'm playing this I'm on doing a Steam this. deck exactly That's neat. i i yeah. mean i played quake on my switch right and i also have doom on my switch as well and i played like a couple levels on my switch that's not really any different than playing it with the joysticks on my steam deck so they're really the same experience but i remember i bought doom on my switch because it was like a dollar or something <laughs> at one point there, right. was like a, there was like a switch sale but i don't know that i'll ever touch either of those copies again because now it's just like nope i'm playing quake and i'm playing doom on my on my pc that is i i definitely think the preferred way to play even though like I, in the quake episode i played on switch and it still felt like a one-to-one thing even though we're talking about um, games i play mouse and keyboard controls like i don't know it still felt you know like the bones of everything after it so let's talk a bit more specifically about what we're saying with doom like how doom feels because i do think there's people in my similar boat that have never checked out doom and don't understand that like we are talking about a time where we haven't gotten to you know full range of motion 3d stuff so can we kind of explain how doom feels to play yeah so what is doom basically so doom is a first person shooter that feels like a three-dimensional game because it's in a 3D, the game engine is is 3D. Yeah. The enemies are sort of 2D. Yeah. But they're like kind of like the, they face you in such a way as to give off the illusion. It feels like you're in a paper craft. Yeah, you're in like a paper craft environment where like these yeah. walking 2D things are coming towards you. You see them moving towards you and getting bigger, but they are not right. a 3D model. Right. You play as Doom guy. Uh, who is just uh, some guy. He's a space marine. Uh-huh. Okay, he works on Mars. <laughs> all right. Uh, the game starts and Mars is invaded by demons. And that's all you need to know. I've <laughs> summarized the whole story right there. Um, Doom guy runs about as fast as a race car. Yeah. Um, and his the way, his gait, which I believe we've spoken about on this show before. Yeah. One step for Doom guy mm-hmm. is like, a whole like half a football field it's completely insane this guy's step he goes to the right football yeah. field to the left football field so he's very fast which doesn't make any sense sure but is perfect yes. gameplay wise yeah absolutely um, this is a game about running quickly and shooting everybody <laughs> and then kind of picking up the pieces of the level design after that yeah yeah you you come into a room guns blazing you kill all the demons uh, and then you start looking around, you start, you're scavenging, yeah. you know what I mean? You're yeah. like, you're trying to find some good stuff. You're a bit of a raccoon. You're a bit of a raccoon space marine, all right? <laughs> you kill everybody in the room, and then you're like, oh, no, I need this gun. Oh, What'd the key have? card. Yeah, I need that, yeah. but I need that for something else. Yeah, there's um, light puzzle stuff in the level design, which is just to say, absolutely. like Hunter said, there's there's key cards. There will be doors you can't access yet. you got to explore the level, find the key card. That opens up you know the blue door now the blue door is a new area of the level that you can go to and it's really as simple as that i mean later levels introduce like some warp pads that just like send you to a different part of the level and you eventually have to figure out sort of the whole space of the level um they start getting even more and more complex and there was a period in episode two where i was like i don't think i like these longer levels and then episode three completely won me over. Episode three is like mostly big open levels that fold back in on themselves and you're kind of constantly re-exploring areas. And by the end of episode three, I was like really into the more complicated level designs uh, compared to like episode one. Episode one is like teaching you the game, teaching you mechanic stuff, introducing you to a lot of concepts. The levels are not complex. They are like honed 
is maybe a better way to put it. Yeah, I would I would describe the levels of episode one. Well, we haven't actually let's let's make sure that people understand even what the structure, the, the structure is of, yeah. of a game like Doom. Uh, it's it is similar to Quake. So if you remember our Quake episode, we also explained this. But um, basically, the game is divided into episodes. Uh, for Doom, there are technically four, but really there's just three. Yeah. Um, episodes that each contain uh, eight levels and then a secret bonus level, so right. technically nine levels per episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and each episode kind of ramps up in in difficulty. So you you are meant to to play them in a series prog- yep. progression wise. So you play episode one and then episode two and episode three, yep. uh, so on and so forth. Uh, episode one, as Matt uh, is mentioning, is very like it's it wants to teach you how the game works, yep. and it wants to show you in a I would say very meticulous fashion like each little aspect of the game. And then once you get to episode two and episode three, it's more about pushing your knowledge of how the various uh, enemies uh, right. work. And also like it gives you more complex level design. It also gives you more wide open spaces yeah. to deal with. Um, I really like episode one a lot personally. Um, I and not to say that I dislike episode two and three. I think they're, I think everything in doom is, is fantastic. Yeah. Um, but the thing that I like about episode one is the progression of each level feels very like well paced. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's really what, when people talk about E1, M1, yeah. uh, which is the first level of Doom, that's the type of stuff that people kind of go wild about from a game design perspective. Right. It's just like how well this is beaded out. Yeah. Like how, how much somebody was going through being like, okay, so this moment will teach the player specifically this. And this moment yeah. will teach the player specifically that. If you are interested in trying Doom and you've never played it before, I really encourage you to just boot up episode one and not think about it too much and just play through it and see how it sits with you. Yeah. Because I do think the game, I do think episode one is designed in such a way as to like, it will win you over. It won you over, Matt. Right. Well, and it's interesting for me because it's like, I won't, episode one was winning me over, but I did find myself feeling that the levels were a little um, linear. I, I had, I wasn't super into it yet i was i was not disliking it but it wasn't Mm. hooking me yet but it was laying the foundation right and then really basically like the first level of episode two when they're like okay we taught you everything let's start playing around i got hooked like instantly then and i think it's episode one contributing like i don't think i could have booted up e2 m1 and had the same feeling that i had I right. think I needed the stepping stones of episode one, but I dramatically liked episodes two and three more than episode one, even if episode one was teaching me the important lessons so that I could appreciate episodes two and three. Um, and I, I was going back earlier and replaying some of episode one and my like earliest judgments of them didn't feel as founded I, but but I do just remember in that initial playthrough feeling like, yeah, okay, I get it. What, but when are we going to like, I don't know, do, when are we going to do more is what it kept feeling like. And then episode two is instantly like, we'll do more. Here it is. Here's more. Are you ready? Like, let's, let's dive right in kind of idea. Yeah. Um, I also, I mean, I will say episode one, I generally will play in like a straight shot. Yeah. Like all, all the way through. And it's, it's very, very short. I mean, you can yes. get through episode one in like 45 minutes. Right. Um, it's not like each each level is short. You move very fast as we've def- yeah. as we've already laid out here, um, and the action is fast paced. 
it's not till like episode two or episode three that you might even get you know caught up on anything that you have to think twice about right um but i do feel like i i like that speed i do i i feel like i could have played like a hundred levels in the vein of episode one yeah and i would have been fine with it just keep them fast give me a variety of stuff yeah there's there's like certain things that you can kind of i think you'll find that as you play doom that you you start to value in a doom level and i really like a variety of environments Mm -hmm. and and especially interesting ones and i find in episode two and episode three a lot more of the levels have like this is the this level which is cool uh it'll have a specific hook and almost a specific gimmick to it right but uh, to me, I kind of want it to be like a, a little bit of up, a little bit of down, a yeah. little bit of uh, a little bit of fast, a little bit of wide open spaces with a bunch of enemies, yeah. a little bit of hallway stuff. Like I, I feel like, I feel like episode one gives you a little more variety within each mission. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, at the same time, the game doesn't really sprawl out and get huge um, yeah. until episode two and episode three. Right. Yeah, I think um, my preferences are when Doom gets kind of puzzly. Um, mm-hmm. which is not to say I, the, I mean, the action stuff, the shooting, the killing of, of demons is a good, satisfying feeling. Uh, but I, I feel like all of the killing of enemies is in service for me, not saying that as part, I mean, maybe as part of the game design, but, but my, my preferences for it are the enemies are in service of making the sort of puzzle solving and exploration never safe right? It's never mm-hmm. safe to just wander around this environment because, and you might even think it's safe at times. You've killed a whole room and there's not going to be new enemies, right? But I hit a button that opened up a new door. Suddenly the room from earlier has more new enemies in it or whatever. Like that, that's the way these levels can fold back in on themselves. And I think that's just a sort of um, tension that I like within the style of of puzzle solving that doom gives you it's not even puzzle doesn't even actually feel like the right word because it's literally just run around keep exploring until you find a key and then the key takes you to a thing there's maybe like a couple instances of more there's like one room i can think of where there's like columns with things switches you have to hit and the switches open up doors in a strange way and that's like the only puzzle i can actually properly think of everything else is more exploration puzzles where you're just trying to figure out what this environment looks like and the enemies, like I said, are there to never let you think you get to just own this place uh, necessarily. You're always, every time you're going down a hallway and you come to the the opening of that hallway, you got to do a little strafe left, look, duck around the corner, duck around the other corner, like check mm-hmm. check your flanks. You have to like be mindful that enemies could come out of nowhere at any time. Right. Yeah, you do kind of you kind of got a Swiss cheese through the level design <laughs> in a very specific way. You know, it's like you've become a... Uh, I don't know. It's like it's like check your corners type yeah. tactics. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's uh, I don't know, M- Matt. Where do you want to go as far as like the like we could talk? We don't really even need to talk about Doom. You know what I mean? <laughs> Everybody knows right. about it already. Um, so how do we want to position this conversation in a way where we go to a different place with it? I'm very interested in like what, like exploring more of what if you had to select a doom level yeah as your doom level mm-hmm. like what would you pick and and how how much do you want to talk about yeah. the nitty-gritty so i think that's a good question because i think it leads to the conversation i want to have which is very much um like games 
as level design like you talked i mean like e1 m1 like you said earlier that's like a thing taught in college courses in game theory and game design right like they're, they're mm. it's the same as super mario 1 1 like there's there's things where it's like let's talk about what these things are doing as building blocks and and why what makes certain level designs clever my favorite mm. levels come at the end of episode three inferno uh and there are two of them it's e3 m5 which is known as the unholy cathedral and e3 m7 which is called limbo those are kind of my two favorite levels they're very big levels which is not something i liked originally like i was not digging huge levels originally but as i learned more and more about doom's level design i started to really appreciate like those two levels especially i think are categorized by like there's like sections there's areas that are facilitating a certain style and goal and you have to like fully explore that area move on to the next area it's going to have a whole new set of challenges you at very many times like can get lost in the levels trying to figure out where Mm -hmm. the heck the key card is but that becomes like the point like the searching is very much ingrained in the level design because again you'll you'll come across secret doors or weird warp pads that take you to a spot you weren't expecting or a new door opens up to surprise you that that intensity of level design is where i got the most into it to to even the effect of you know the part of me that doesn't like being like punished in a game necessarily i never felt punished even when i died in these big sprawling doom levels because it it felt like that good healthy progression of i opened up a door there were six eyeball monsters in there i got a bit too brazen (laughs) thinking i could just dive through it and i needed to be more careful so all right let's reload and let's be a little bit more careful when we get to that room again it was like not a problem for me to replay the levels it didn't feel like i was going through the motions again and maybe that's the brilliance of like the enemy pathing and design too right yeah Uh, you when you go into a room in doom you will rarely play it the exact same way you will have to do different things because the enemies are going to move around in a slightly different way yeah i really feel like that's since we started the show that's been the big thing that stuck out to me when it comes to first person shooters yeah that i feel like is why i don't really connect with them anymore Mm. and it's also i think explains why we have our specific take on halo yeah which is it used to be Back when, you know, in the time of Doom and Quake, uh, there was the level design, but there was also enemy placement. Yeah. Where do we put the enemies? Where are they? How are they attacking the player? And it does feel, I mean, it's hokey. It's very like game designerly, sure. the way the enemies are set up. They're set up in a particular way to attack the player. Yeah. And you feel the hand of the designer. There. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's, it, n- it doesn't feel like a real world ever. Doom no, never feels no. like a real place. It is a series of levels designed by Tom Hall, John Romero, and Sandy Peterson. Like, it's like that. these are legends that are written based on the level designers. Yeah. But you get to something like Halo, mm-hmm. and we still kind of have preserved a little bit of that type of, of design, right? Yeah. Like, the enemies are set up in this way. You come in, and, and then you feel that. Yeah. I feel like after Halo, you kind of start to lose that. Like the focus of that goes away. The whole this whole aspect of the level is designed with its geometry, and then the other aspect of the level design is how we've placed the enemies in it. Mm-hmm. You get to something like Call of Duty, like even the really early Call of Duties. 
they just start having these moments where they just spawn enemies and throw them at you. Right. And the enemies are not that different from each other either. They don't have right. particular, you know, asp like maybe their AI is more complicated than something like Doom. Yeah. But the way that they attack you is not not altogether different. Right. And I think that we really lost something there for me personally that I then just sort of feel like when I go back and play stuff like this, I'm like, wow, this feels so exciting yeah and i feel like every second i'm playing the game i'm really playing something instead of just like feeling some systems yeah yeah you know what it feels like to me is um like esports sort of took over this genre a little bit mm -hmm. which is to say things became more about headshots and skill of the actual accuracy of the weapons and stuff and also things shifted to like a multiplayer focus i mean there's well-designed multiplayer levels that are like gating where the you know best positions on the map yeah, are to absolutely. accomplish goals that absolutely. stuff is good we i think we saw really huge improvements throughout the 2000s in multiplayer design but yeah the feeling of a, a single player first person shooter these days is as if you just got to headshot all the enemies in the areas that you're in. And, and so they're just like, right. let's just send a massive wave of un unending enemies so that you can try to headshot all of them. Rather than, I think about Halo's level silent cartographer, where there's like little pockets of encounters. And especially yep. you go up the mountain and then suddenly you're in the hunter fight. And you have an arena to fight these right. two big hunters. And that's the challenge it's not you can't just get the headshot on the enemy it's like navigate this space figure out how to get the better end of these hunters and and defeat them and then you go into a series of hallways that are a bunch of little micro encounters that exist in that room with various points of cover it's why then i feel like third person shooters gears of war took the torch right of that level design cover right. shooters became the new like we can really meticulously plot out how mm -hmm. this space is designed because the idea is you're ducking behind covers and making progress to get from this cover to that cover to that cover to then complete the area. But yeah, first person shooters, I feel like they lost that and it just became about like sprint through areas, get headshots and doom. It barely matters where you hit an enemy. There are like weaker points. Like you can kind of, if you, if you shoot a demon in the middle of their body, it will do the headshot basically. Like if you, there is a little bit of getting it right with them, but that's not like the critical factor of the level design. It's, there's a lot of them coming at you. You got to get to the right corner, walk backwards, strafe around this way to avoid too many of them coming at you at once or whatever. Right. Well, I, yeah, I didn't actually know about headshots in Doom, but there is this thing called pain. There's a there's a mechanic that is not explained to you at all, yeah. which is that every once in a while when you hit an enemy, it's like every time you hit an enemy, there's a percentage chance that it's going to stagger them in a way or hmm. like interrupt them. Mm -hmm. And that's when they make the like, they'll, like if you're shooting at a caco demon, it'll go like, it'll kind of squint, you know, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Um, and that's why uh, something like, you know, the shotgun is good, right? The shotgun right. is like kind of the main weapon in Doom, uh, and it feels really good to use. But the whole point, the reason it's the base level and not the best one, is that it it can only, you're, you're shooting at the enemy so few times, everything yeah. else that goes faster has way more chances. You're like rolling more dice yeah. to, to get that pain proc, basically. Yeah, I mean, maybe um, I could be wrong about the headshot thing, but I there there was specifically I was able to note. I mean, if I hit 
a, a demon head on straight in the middle they could die in one shot and i could be close to them and be like 10 pixels to the right shooting more like their shoulder and i wouldn't mm -hmm. get the appropriate amount of damage. that might just be like a shotgun spread thing but at times it right. felt like it didn't matter how close i was you know i could kill a demon in one shot from across the room if i hit them in the right you spot. get them in the center yeah. oh yeah yeah no and, and i'm not saying you're wrong i i was like wanting to bring in that uh that that pain thing just because i think that's really cool it is i didn't know about that at all so we have doom kind of like laying out this whole like almost like chessboard style yes. uh design and then we have something like halo that i think kind of iterates it on an interesting way and then the halo series kind of like it's betrays not like, that that's that's what we don't like about halo well, 2 right i mean um so i i'm not necessarily trying to say that the way that it worked out was this was a thing that existed and then and then halo 2 and call of duty just completely abandoned it but they started breaking the rules right. of it right and they started having moments of like in halo 2 i was really struck by all the moments where instead of all of the enemies being somewhere right. in this level they're actually just warping in from slightly off screen. Right. Um, which is something that when Doom does it to you uh, at, in the first uh, mission of episode four uh, feels insane, but you also see it happen. Right. They don't try and hide it from you. They're just like, we're just going to warp in enemies at you. In, in Doom, it's like an interesting gimmick. In Halo 2, it feels like kind of um, like you're looking behind the curtain and just seeing like, oh, this is all fake. Yeah. Not real. Yeah. One instance is... Uh, like even in doom 2 there's like there are enemies hiding off screen because they're in a closet that hasn't opened yet or whatever yes, and yes. those those pop in they're on you literally but that's hiding. there they're waiting for you to hit right. the wrong button or step on the wrong spot whereas like the elevator sequence in halo 2 feels like the the designer just being like and then i don't know we'll sit here for 15 minutes and let you shoot bugs on the wall or whatever right. and that feels so much less intentional that you know you're just kind of like being fucked with like by the designer it's it, it again it comes back to like you just we're gonna send wave after wave after you because the point is to get the headshots you got to kill them as fast as you can not in doom and these other things we're talking about it's about understanding the space so you know where is safe and where isn't yeah and also just kind of having like a rhythm to your uh i guess i'll say a rhythm to your violence right yeah, like yeah like how almost in a dance uh or, or rhythm game type way mm -hmm. um like I'm going to use this gun here and here, and then I need to switch to this gun. Yeah. And all of that is very like open to interpretation as far as the player. That's right. one of the things that I love about doom is that they give you a bunch of tools and they don't really like, sometimes they'll be very suggestive. Like they'll have a, a, a new weapon right. in a specific room with also an enemy type. That is a good idea to use it on that right. enemy type. Right. But a lot of the time it's up to you how you are utilizing your resources, which is another thing that I feel like games have, dropped right yeah. uh, like first person shooters are no longer about any kind of inventory management it's yeah. just like what are the guns i have on hand i'll just use yeah. uh that one please right doom is so good but so many of its lessons we've now abandoned yeah in the first person shooter space and i can totally understand why 2016 doom was such a hit because i feel like at this point literally your pitch just being like we just went back to doom and are just sort of we're just <laughs> making a new game that's yeah. just doom again right um that seems like a really interesting pitch i mean i think it's a little bit sad to be honest like we should have just a new game right that takes these principles and translates them to a triple a game that's its own experience yeah. and not just doom again 
You know what's the closest version of that? It's not the same idea, but like that's kind of why I think you gelled with Neon White so much. Like Neon White is sure. like here is this space. It's not so much about kill all the enemies, although it, it like it specifically is. You have to kill all the enemies to beat the level, but they're yeah. they are positioned in this way to be the puzzle. And I think that's what Doom feels like is the enemies are here because that's part of the puzzle you are solving. Right. right. The puzzle is gun shoot at demon yeah demon the <laughs> demons are the puzzle yeah. and the gun is the key that unlocks the puzzle right. and then you get to progress so it's actually all a puzzle game matt you're yeah. you you played it wrong if you thought there were just puzzles in some mm -mm. levels no. it's full of puzzles this absolutely game. no i think well and i think that's what i got into is by those later points the rooms very much at times there's nothing else in the room besides the existence of the room and yeah. getting from point a to point b through all the enemies that are hanging out in there and the room right. is set up in a cool fun way and and doors open in interesting ways you aren't expecting but you can learn to adapt to and right yeah i mean i just think they are master classes of level design it makes me want to replay more of quake i never actually finished all of quake like i i could just go back and finish episode three and four of quake now and i feel like i would also have a a, a slightly updated appreciation of those levels but i do think the more you complicate the mechanics and the formula the more you lose like what doom feels like again doom, yeah. doom feels like asteroids doom feels like an arcade like you are this little blip on the map that's moving around in this very specific way like it's a 3d shooter but it's all in a 2d space right you're never right. you're never doing anything in an actual third plane you are just moving left and right forward and back and sometimes there's stairs that let you go up but you, you don't look up them but that that movement that perfect arcadey feel is what lends itself to just like it feeling like a game where which is what i feel like so many games have stopped doing they stopped feeling like games and they got really really in as graphics have improved and mechanics improved we got interested in everything has to be real life we need the yeah. environment you know last of us is like a good example of well the environments are pretty real but they're also level design or whatever i just feel like we we've lost a bit of the like what about just like letting designers make a level and it's not like it doesn't have to exist anywhere at all. It doesn't have to strive for some mm -hmm. higher aesthetic. It can just be the art of itself and the level design is king. Yeah. Yeah. And that is, I think, what makes Doom so compelling to play in 2023. Yep. And why I would definitely encourage anyone listening to play it. Um, I realize some of you might be a bit older than us, uh, even though uh, supposedly we're the old gamers, but maybe <laughs> the audience might have a little more insight into Doom um, and you don't need to replay it and that's fine, <laughs> but we're just saying like, I this game feels just as vital to yeah. us right now as it may have felt to people in 1993. Yeah. Um, and that's that's great. I, I think that I think that people should be going back to this game and saying like, how do we like, like warp this into the future because yeah. i think quake did lead us down a different road yes quake led us more down a well the gameplay doesn't need we can we can sacrifice some stuff in the in the name of the gameplay being a little bit slower a little more more well thought out and also mm -hmm. we'll have like more stuff to play with as far as immersion goes not mm -hmm. to say that quake is immersive because it's also, also like doom just sort of <laughs> yeah just a know, weird it, space <laughs> it's just a weird space with its own flavor 
But it's very easy to see how we got to something like Half-Life right. from Quake. Yeah. Well, and I think Quake 2 especially feels more like, as you complicate the system, the enemy design gets to be more complicated, right? The enemies in Quake are, like, way more difficult to deal with at times. I mean, there's certain enemies in Quake where you're like, the only way I can do this is if I hide behind this corner and jump out, fire shot, jump back, jump out, fire, and like, you, you don't get to hang mm -hmm. out in the space with the enemy. It right. is too big of a threat. You have to uh, sort of attempt to break the game. That's how sometimes Quake levels feel, right? It's like, I just have to hang out here and, and I yeah, can, I can fire my grenade through that window and that's how I'll kill all the stuff. When that happens yeah. in Doom, when you're across the room and there's a window of enemies over there, it doesn't feel like you're breaking the game. It feels like they gave me access to this window so that right. I can shoot the things in there so that the room is clear before I get into it because if I just open the door, it's way too much to deal with. Quake doesn't feel like that. It feels like enemies are just put in places because the like it's all a gimmick, kind of. Yeah. I think that that Quake gives you enough player freedom to where yeah. you can start to strategize. Yes. And I would say that Doom is more like this is a knife fight. Yeah, like yeah. you are just you you are just you're in the alleyway. Yeah. And it's it's you have a knife and you got to kill to get out. Mm -hmm. Um and I would say there's some beautiful simplicity to that. Um that I feel like, you know, could could be re-embraced yeah. in an interesting way um, instead of, like, just purely paying homage to. I'm not trying to throw any shade at 2016 Doom. I think 2016 Doom is great. Um, but it, it also just feels like I wish there had been, like, a new wave of first-person shooters in yep. its wake yep. that were like, yeah, you're right. The game should be, like, fun first and foremost <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and not really worry about anything else and just be really interesting and fast yeah yeah and we haven't really gotten that which is I, I would say a little bit of a bummer okay well that feels like a wonderful summation of why doom still feels special uh what is it 30 years later it's 2023 this game came out 99 93 that's yeah. Hey, that just felt weird to say and do and, and experience. Uh, anyway, slightly older than this game. We're That's slightly older. <laughs> yeah. The game. The show's called Old Gamers Almanac, and we're just three years older than Doom, which I guess makes like I. I mean, I think of Doom as being really old, but I guess it's not really because yeah. right. I'm older than it. So yeah. how can I, it be that old? How can it be old? How uh, can it be old if it's not? I'm. It's not even as old as I am, and I'm supposedly a young person. <laughs> Let's talk about what we are um, doing this season in our in our '90s PC season. Our uh, Doomcraft and Doomcraft Butthead do the and '90s. Butthead do the '90s. Uh, we we have already accepted that last season maybe one of the mistakes was trying to do just like the same segment every week of ranking the 2001 games it was it was fun i think for a number of episodes and then it was like oh my gosh we have to do this 15 times i don't know what we're doing here um right so we already know we're not doing that this season but we want to we just kind of want to make room for for games and stuff but i think this being our first our inaugural 90s pc game uh we want to talk about maybe the case for this season to be determining what is perhaps the most important genre on 90s pc platform we, we we in last week's episode part of our drafting was trying to make sure there was kind of like an appropriate spread of genres and good representatives right. for each genres so that's definitely a theme that's going to be explored in this season is like the genres that operate the best on this platform yeah i think that 
one of the things that was interesting to look at all the games that we could have talked about for the season was recognizing like that there weren't that many game genres right. that the PC seemed to be aiming for in the 90s. Yeah. You've got the first-person shooter, obviously. Yep. You've got the real-time strategy game. You've got the point-and-click adventure game. Mm -hmm. You've got the Western RPG. Right. And or, then or what's I, that also called? The the CRPG? The, literally the, the computer CRPG, RPG. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, or uh, the flight sim. Sure. And just maybe simulation in general. Yeah, yeah. And I think we're out. That's, That's it. it. Five. I, I mean, there's... <laughs> Obviously, there's other stuff. There's many games that, that don't fit neatly into any of these boxes. Sure. But it does feel like a pretty specialized device. Yeah. Um, it's not like it was, you know, it was its own world, the PC. Mm -hmm. But it also was, like, sort of following the wake of, like, a few big releases. Yeah. And every time there was a hit, it felt like that was a new genre, yes. you know? So you have Doom, and then we have, you know, after Doom, we have the Doom clones, and right. then eventually just the, the our modern idea of what the first-person shooter is. Yeah. Um, and I feel like after, you know, Warcraft, Orcs, and Humans, and some other, uh, you have, like, what, Myth or whatever, the, uh, yes. the one that Marathon made, uh, Age of Empires, stuff like that. Uh, we now have real-time strategy games. Of course, point-and-click adventure games had already gotten a head start right. on the decade. That's an 80s genre, basically. That's, yeah. that's honestly oh, somewhat dying in the 90s and trying Absolutely. to hold on for dear life, basically. But maybe, I don't know. Who knows, though? Some maybe, of the best ones. We'll are, yeah, well, we'll we've, yeah, we've got a few to be trying out. So, yeah, it's like it's it's becoming less popular, but also the best work of maybe the entire genre is being done at this time on this platform. Right. So... I think considering it's the first episode, it will be good if we went ahead and declared yeah. what is the genre yeah. of the PC in the 1990s, what is yeah. the most important one, the, the, the biggest one right. to us, and then see if we feel the same way at the end of this journey. Yeah. So I have, I think, two... So, okay, let, actually, let's just walk through some things. I think point-and-click and, like, Western RPGs or computer RPGs, CRPGs... I don't think those two are going to be it because those are two hmm. things that are important on the PC but can and do exist elsewhere, maybe in slightly different forms, like with slightly different uh, approaches. But for me, the the defining feature of the 90s PC is the popularization of the mouse being incorporated in games. Before that, it's like, I don't even know. There, there's there's a lot of question of, I mean, again, we, we talked about Doom originally being a keyboard-only experience, right? It was like a while before we sort of settled on where your hand goes and where and, and holding the mouse. But I know for me, that felt like the factor of what made a PC game a PC game. And so by that metric, like strategy games, especially real-time strategy games where you have to click around really fast on stuff, feels like an incredibly important genre but first person shooters have always felt critically important especially to the 90s to the point where we even categorize halo the 2001 game just after the 90s being like we finally cracked the code on first person shooters on something that's not a pc basically so i i do think it's apt for the doom episode to be maybe the pitch for first person shooter being the genre of 90s PC. What I'm kind of interested in though, like, yeah, sure, we could go that direction. Um, what I'm kind of interested in with this exercise though is us bringing our 
maybe our our pre this episode or pre this season bias to the table sure and say what it is we think it would be without having you know with our prior experiences yep what do we think is our personal best of the pc yeah um and it's funny to me that you i i really think that it western rpg could be it i absolutely think that 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 could be it because if you think about it the rpg is even influential on doom like sure a lot of a lot of doom's design choices come down to the team wanting to replicate the feel of their D campaigns yeah i mean that's even why doom sort of has the aesthetic that i feel like it does is because it's like they were you know these were guys that liked metal in D yeah. and you know weird uh silly satanic stuff and they right. were like we should the game should feel that way you know <laughs> um so i feel like and obviously D is not a computer rpg right <laughs> sure. but it does feel like the DNA of that is like pretty important to yeah. the kind of background noise of the '90s PC adventure. Yeah, I think I think the format of it lends itself to feeling like a pen and paper thing because again, it's it becomes spreadsheety. Games on PC can become spreadsheety. You can have a list mm-hmm. of the numbers that you're messing with. From that standpoint, I mean, I see why simulation is something that really operates on PC in this decade um i i there's not that many like critically important simulation games on consoles in the 90s that i can uh, really think of but pc i mean it was like a big deal to like have a flight stick for your flight sim or to do these city management simulations that are basically a series of spreadsheets or your civilization games right that are also like a series of sort of spreadsheets i mean a lot of the 4x genre on pc is that spreadsheet it's a piece of software <laughs> that is right. happens to be a game um i think that's like a critical element to it for me so i don't know i mean i'm definitely torn i i think my i think my called shot is the most for rts because that felt like something that was literally still feels undoable in any other context outside of pc and and i think the 90s is where we like perfectly crafted rts's i mean all rts's since the 90s have just been kind of iterating on what we mastered in the 90s or just so, it's not even really a genre anymore even, you know what yeah, I, mean? I mean that's like it's yeah. just kind of because dead. we're not iterating maybe i mean i think part of the excuse is nobody's doing anything with the genre maybe it's dead because there's nothing else to do but maybe nobody's coming up with anything unique to do uh in the, in the space i don't know but yeah i mean I, I i think it's i think maybe i lean the most rts because it's spreadsheety enough it's specifically mm-hmm. a mouse and keyboard experience um yeah i don't know maybe, maybe we have a split vote here maybe we each call a shot and well that's what i was gonna say yeah. that's that's kind of my whole point here sure. is that we should each say what we think it is yeah at this point based off of our prior experiences yeah. so let's let's we can you can count doom if you want i don't really care sure um may, yeah actually fine let's let's let, let's do count doom and then just say what you what you think it's going to be, and yeah. then we'll touch back at the end of the season and see if it changed for either of us. So, so what what do you feel like your vote is for most important genre of yeah. the PC in the '90s? I have to say RTS because especially if we're if we're pulling primarily from priors, that Age of Empires is what I played on PC in the '90s. It's like my whole experience. Mm-hmm. I couldn't play Age of Empires on any other platform it's that is why I booted up my PC was for that game basically and and I and and thinking about stuff I've played since then and and like our experiences like in high school playing Warcraft 3 and stuff 
that's not 90s, but but it's built from the bones of all of the work done in the 90s on the RTS genre, real-time strategy games. That's my vote. Yeah, I think I'm going to vote exactly the same, uh, which is kind of boring, but I played a lot of real-time strategy games um, when I was a kid. Uh, I played a lot of first-person shooters as well. Notably, I did not play Doom when I was a kid. I played mm. Duke Nukem, and I played uh, Shadow Warrior, um, and I yeah, whatever. Um <laughs> And so I had some experience with the genre there, but as far as real-time strategy games go, I mean, I was hooked on Warcraft Works and Humans, Warcraft 2, Tides of Darkness, Starcraft. Yeah. Uh, I was into Total Annihilation. I was into Command and Conquer Red Alert, Command yeah. and Conquer Tiberian Sun. <laughs> like, to me, that was a genre that I could never imagine on a console. And guess what? It still really still isn't. can't, Yeah. Yeah. But also, I guess people just kind of grew away from it. Yeah. Um, so it will be interesting, I think, to think about the real-time strategy game in kind of stark relief to all these other things that I feel like I missed yeah. on this platform at this time. Um, the first time I booted up Doom to like just kind of see what that was all about was like, I don't know, like five years ago or something like mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. And immediately, I kind of was hooked into this idea that I missed a lot yeah. in this particular arena because right. I was a console kid, first of all. I had, you know, the Nintendo, the Super Nintendo, the Genesis, the PlayStation, the N64. Yeah. And I didn't really have, like, a very good computer that I had regular access to. My parents had a computer that I could play the games that I listed on. Yeah. But it wasn't mine. Yeah. So I had to sort of negotiate for it whereas for all the consoles they were just sitting in my room they were ready to go yeah they were my buddies right <laughs> and my parents had no interest in them yeah. you know so i feel like this is going to be fun in a way of like filling out some gaps definitely and comparing those gaps that against my nostalgia yeah. basically yeah well, cool. Okay, I, we, we both kind of vote for RTS there. We'll, uh, you know, I don't know if we'll return to this topic in future episodes to sort of reevaluate. It's definitely something we'll return to at the end of the season, but uh, right. we'll, we'll see how we shake out further 90s discussions. But let's get to the other important job of this week, which is to take Doom from 1993 and add it to our list of 75 other games we've played over the last year and a half now that's how long we've been going we have a perfect little track record of how how long <laughs> we've been doing this with these episode counts and games so this is our 76th game it's doom uh what are we what are we feeling i know so in the in the eco episode that closed off uh season one I, I revealed to you, Hunter, that I now have my own... I am keeping my list of games. Yeah. So do we want to try? We don't have to commit to this for every single week, but do we want to just say where Doom is on each of our lists and then find somewhere in between to, to mm. mark it? Or, or find some other... I mean, find a, a rationale to move it around, but do, do, is the starting point based on the two of our rankings? I, I don't want to come out that early with it. But okay. if we, yeah, if we, if get we there, reveal we get that, there. yeah, if we get there, we get there. Um, I will reveal this. Uh, and I put Doom in my top 10. And Ooh. I want to know where, if, if you did something similar or where 
whereabouts you ranked it. It is not in my top 10. What I will reveal that is complicated. This is hard. This is hardly revealing anything, but it does relate to the top 10 because currently Quake is our list's 11th game. And I did rank Doom above Quake. <laughs> so there is that <laughs> to contend with. It's not in my yeah. top 10. But Quake also has dropped down a lot, and Doom is above Quake on my personal list. So yeah, sounds like have... Quake really does not belong where it is on <laughs> it the OGA doesn't. list, and yeah. that is all EJ's fault <laughs> because Quake is my number twenty-six. Yeah, um, yeah, and no. it is not in, even anywhere near my top ten. Quake is my thirty-two. So <laughs> wow, so that doesn't even make sense right there. Um, hmm. Really EJ, weird. EJ but... is a list terrorist. <laughs> Yeah, and EJ, you you ruined this, and you're gonna have to come back and fix it uh, whenever we get to episode 100. He can't come. He definitely won't fix it. Quake will end up higher by accident somehow if no, we let we'll, EJ we'll, fix it. We'll put him in his place. We'll let him know that he can't he can't just make decisions that he's gonna be on next week. So we'll yeah. tell him then. Um, okay, but what tens place do you put it in? It's in the twenties for me. In the twenties. Ooh. Wow, that is that that is some disagreement there. That's uh, yep. what is it? High twenties? Is it low twenties? High twenties. We talk. It's high twenties. Oh, wait, high twenties as in like it's twenty five. Okay. It's twenty five. <laughs> We're plus. dancing around it at this point. It is my twenty uh, third. My twenty. My my 23rd. number twenty three game currently. Interesting. Interesting. Well, yeah, this is uh, wow. Um, I feel like. I, that that is that is a little bit surprising to me, but um, that it's that okay. low. You think that's lower than I than you would have expected from me? Yeah, I think I I think. Well, when you when you expressed to me that you were really excited about this episode, I thought it was, it was because you were coming game. from a perspective of like being really hot on it. Yeah. But I I hey, listen, I'll say this much: I am hot on the game. Let's remember that this is a list of seventy five games now. Like twenties is pretty good, <laughs> so yeah, twenties is all right. And and I, I definitely leaned on my list on my personal list like into some like raw emotional for me stuff right that's that's the key thing of my of my rankings is like how personal did the experience um feel right. to me i will note somewhat interestingly and maybe surprising to people who listen to this show often um i put it under ocarina of time i keep coming back and forth on ocarina and where it ranks for me personally and it mm -hmm. is i put it just like doom is 23 ocarina of time is 22 for me so that's something yeah. i'm still like contending with like i don't know i don't know where my head is at in there but i did think about the two of them in terms of level design dungeon design or episode design or map design in doom's case um and yeah i don't know i i have, my brain eventually came up with you know i think ocarina means a little bit more to me on the whole uh, and I think that was what cut Doom from even contending with going any higher, right? Sometimes you hit a thing on your list and you're like, ah, I'd beat stuff above it, but it can't beat this where it's at right now or whatever. And I think that's what happened yeah. to me with Doom. Okay. Well, so where do we want to start our discussion then with Doom? Do we want to start at, I mean, I, I guess it'll be kind of rough because our number 23 is Ocarina of Time. Yeah. Um. So we could start there, but that feels like we've kind of, you, you've at least already kind of planted the flag that for you, Ocarina of Time is better. Well, but I also said earlier that Doom is better than Quake, which is 11. So there's we are in nonsense territory on the it's face true. of it. It doesn't even have to exist between Quake 
and uh, Ocarina, right? It's not 11 to 23 because neither of those makes any sense. So I don't know. I mean, I'm, 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 part of me is fine with like starting high and working our way down. We never we never go in the downward direction. Um, sure. But I don't I don't know if that feels too negative, but it's not just like be trying to dunk on doom, but just like instead of the threshold always being, oh, I decided this one was higher. I just want to, I don't know, maybe we maybe we work yeah, our yeah. way down. We'll, we'll, we'll start high and then you can argue it down. Sure. Um, because I, I, I mean, I ranked it quite high. Right, um, right. So uh, do you want to start then at number 11 or do you want to start at 12? Uh, let's let's have the Quake Doom conversation. Let's, okay. let, let's at least just have it to have it because we're here and these are the id games and it feels like we should. And we've we've talked about them some already, but what is the disparity between Doom and Quake for you at this point? You said tw- like 20s and then in your top 10 for Doom? Yeah, I like both Doom and Quake though more than I like Ocarina of Time. Sure. So I will say that. So it's sure. not really like I dislike Quake. It's more that I think the aesthetics of Quake are a little more serious. Yeah. And that kind of... I feel like that doesn't quite like jive as well with me. And I also feel like the gameplay of Quake is a little bit slower. It's a little more strategic mm-hmm. in a way that I feel like ages it a bit more than yeah. Doom, which almost feels like an alternate dimension. You know what I mean? It's right. like I'm stepping into this world where these are the rules mm-hmm. and this is how it plays. Uh, and it's like it's a dimension I wish more games lived in. Yeah. Whereas Quake does feel more closely connected to the current... Uh, family tree of first-person shooters, which I feel like detracts a little bit from its value of something to go back to in order to experience. I think Quake's aesthetics are more nonsense in a way I don't like, like not not in a fun, like, oh, they're nonsense and stupid. It's like, I don't even... The knights with weird body horror stuff doesn't do anything for me, whereas the just, like, straight up and down, like, it's a big red eyeball demon. Well, I mean, hey, come on. Yeah. It's, it's a big scary devil with horns that shoots green fire at you. Like, mm-hmm. I like that stuff. Those are mainstays that I think fit well. Uh, like I said before, I think Quake immediately enamored me with its legacy more than Doom did. But Quake was like, wow, this feels like so many things. And then it was like it tapered off and I didn't finish it, right? Whereas Doom ramped up. Doom was like, Oh, I get this and I like this. And the more I played it, the more I couldn't stop playing it. Right. So that's right. That, like that's the the trend that Doom took me down. So for me, that's why uh, like Doom is better than Quake here for me. Again, it's a stupid one to start with. Uh, I, I wanted to have the that's conversation I about. <laughs> I know it's complicated, but listen, so so hear me out here in terms of the list proper. I think we have reckoned with the Doom Quake uh shift the time split right mm-hmm. uh, i wanted to talk about the differences some more to then essentially have to move past them because i don't i i don't think doom goes above raw danger and metal gear solid like we can shift yeah. into those conversations now sure. but i but like we reckon with the fact that something has to happen with quake someday in the future <laughs> in the yeah, future some, someday we'll fix the whole quake situation yeah um okay so doom Versus a game like Raw Danger. They're both dumb. Uh-huh. So, uh, they're both dumb and silly uh, and great. Uh, and I love both of them dearly. I just, when I play Doom, my mind spirals out into a million different yeah. thoughts, basically. Yeah. I feel like I'm playing something that, that feels monumental mm-hmm. and connects to all of these other games I've played. Whereas Raw Danger is just, 
the coolest kid in school, mm-hmm. um, and he's hilarious. Um, I love <laughs> love Raw Danger. I feel like Doom. Oh man, this is so difficult because again, my my list stuff is very personal. So for me, Raw Danger is higher than Doom on my list, and, and a big part of that is Raw Danger inspires me inspires me to play raw danger and do wacky things and have fun with it and hang out and i just like being there with raw danger doom feels like i understand why it inspires game designers right so Mm -hmm. on a personal level raw danger is a bigger deal to me on a like history of games the neutrality of a list Doom is more important. Here's what keeps happening to me. Every game we talk about, I'm like, Doom should go above that on the list, even though my personal list is a completely different thing. Like, I'm now leaning into the idea that I don't... No. I, I can't. I You've can't do it. You've already done it. You, here's the thing is now, this is why you had to have a list, because you can't back off from your own opinion now, <laughs> because that's what you would love to do is throw your own opinion in Under the garbage. The bus, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, which, which, which I mean, like... I mean, obviously, my opinion is that Doom should be really high, but that the the list has to be me plus you, Yeah, you know, which means it's going to be a list where Raw Danger is above Doom. And it's not like, it's not like I don't find something funny or interesting about that. Yeah. It's, it's, and I, I, I obviously disagree with it, but it's also not an outcome that I'm going to look at and be like, I'm ashamed of this. Yeah. I don't care. Sure. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Okay, you've made your claim, you've staked your claim, yeah. and I will not let you back off for it. I I will kick you off this podcast right now and role play you <laughs> in order for us to figure out where Doom goes on the list. For me, that's why you have to have a list. Raw danger, like I said, it feels like it inspires me as the player more than Doom does. Whereas Doom, especially like this is this was my hang up with Episode One. Was it felt like actually going through the motions more like it felt deeply linear linear to me and i was not that into episode one it was building blocks for me but i wasn't like feverishly hyped on or anything and i don't know that i ever got feverishly hyped on doom until like the last three levels or so right like the very end of inferno Mm -hmm. was like these are cool big sprawling levels but a lot of the other ones were were rather linear, even if I like right. a decent amount of like the the enemy design and mapping. I think it's all quite simplistic in the end. Where, you know, we we talked about, you know, when when you take things broadly, you think about a Doom map as like where's my safe zones, where how am I navigating around these, but also the action of it. Like I I said, I liked the exploring the environments more because the action of Doom generally does kind of amount to keep walking backwards and firing your shotgun at all the things because they they move very slowly towards you. None of the enemies are difficult to defeat in any meaningful way. That is both a pro and a con. Again, like it's I, I don't want the headshot simulator thing, but I I do think sometimes a room is just like click, 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 click. Okay, we did it. We got rid of all the shotgun guys and, and regular sized demons or whatever. It's only when you get into the much more complex rooms where it's like there's the skulls that charge at you and there's a couple of the caco demons and there's one of the big red. De- like the complex rooms feel more involved where you're also I mean, there were rooms in Doom where 
things got so kind of tricky. I was running out of ammo with specific weapons where the map became this one. I'm just sprinting through. I'm speed running this map. I'm not playing it at all. I'm, I'm, I'm getting from point A to point B and, and my completion of enemies killed at the end was like 10% or whatever. I literally just right. sprinted through the entire level and that wasn't enjoyable. Like I, I didn't like it's an option and speed running is cool, but it's not what I actually wanted to do in doom, but it felt like I got left with no other option because I was just like, I don't have the tools to beat this stuff anymore. Ran out of the ammo. I want the pistol sucks to use. So let's just get through it. Those were my like negative emotions from doom that, that, that pushed me out. And I didn't have anything like that with raw danger. I was, it was never negative. It was just like sometimes a, an obfuscated puzzle that was weird to figure sure. out, but it's like, whatever we, we, we got there and it was good, stupid fun the whole way. Yes. But something not having any negatives is not the same as it being all positive. Sure. Right. Like, yeah, yeah, of course. Doom, doom is a game you can fail at. And I don't think raw danger doesn't really have, I mean, it actually does have some fail states yeah. and some, some moments where, you can mess up and have to replay uh, longer segments of yeah. like slow, silly stuff. But now you've got me saying negative stuff about raw danger. How dare I, I? do that? <laughs> I, how dare you do that in raw danger? You can steal the hat from the guy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and that's, what's really important about raw danger. But doom, doom feels like in a similar to uh, like Mario type way, a game that is so fun to play and so easy to boot up. Mm-hmm. That you can just play around with it for your whole life. You can just kind of boot up a level and be like, yeah, yeah that's I'm going to do this right now. Like it, it being simple is a strength because once you know how to play Doom, once you once you find what you love about Doom, it can just be there for you to hang out with anytime. Yeah. It's almost like to me, it, it, it rivals something as simple as like checkers as far as like it's pickup and playability. I don't like checkers, but when I go to Cracker Barrel, this is about to get very Arkansas. When I go to Cracker Barrel, I sit down and play checkers. That's what you do. Even though I don't even like it. I don't think I agree with that, basically, is, is the end of my take, which is to say, I can't, th there's a design thing in Doom that I don't like, which is if you die, or, I mean, on the Dooms we have now, I don't know if this is in the original doom i, I kind of maybe assume it is but like you can pick up and play any level right I, if i just want right. to go play e3 m4 i can just do that but right. the critical feature to that is your like starting loadout with any given level is the pistol your pistol and your fists and then figure right. out the rest i on a number of levels did not like the design of starting with nothing i like the episodes on the whole and my method of going through Doom was at the start of every map, I would make a save of what my current mm -hmm. loadout is because I like the progression I've made so far. Some levels in Doom, you start with a pistol and then the first room you go into are like 30 high health enemies that you have to right. sit there and whittle away and it's not interesting. And, and so I think there's really good progression in the episodes as a whole, but I don't necessarily agree that I can just like pick up and play any bit of Doom. I can pick up and play an episode of Doom probably, but for me, it's not a thing I can just like jump on and have a great time with no matter what. Like I don't actually feel that way about Doom. I don't I don't feel I like I can load that, up any map. I just want to say though, I don't, I think that you did not actually interact with this aspect of the game. You recognized it as being difficult, so you just got rid of it. Which is not the same as actually evaluating it because if you do re having to restart in the middle of an episode 
with no loadouts is kind of its own fun of okay there are weapons in this level sure. and i need to find them so Gotta that i can them. do well right uh the fact that doom guy can run so so fast suddenly becomes very important yeah. in trying to assemble your new your new kit yeah i mean i did have that I, again my interpretation ended up being like let's just find the freaking exit like let's just get out of here <laughs> uh especially because the couple levels that it most happened to was again like really narrow hallways like way too much stuff and it's like man i don't even know how i'm gonna like specifically find you know the shotgun or or the rail gun or whatever um so i understand that as like a, a critique of my defense but it's still not something that clicked with me so i mean i don't know right. we, we we can do with all this information what we want we're in a really tricky spot with getting this game on no, the list i don't think we're in a tricky spot at all i th i think that I, th I am comfortable with Doom going lower than Raw Danger um, because Raw Danger is something that I just I, I'm just comfortable with it because I think I think Raw Danger is is great and a game that more people should play. Um, I wonder how much further down we'll go. Well, um, I, I, that's why I want to pause here. Well, cause next up would be Metal Gear Solid, which I think is actually yes. kind of a more valid conversation. And, and maybe we can have that first. I did want to also push the other direction and see i just want to tr like see how it feels i'm interested you like your arguments of doom versus katamari damacy and metal gear solid 2 essentially but also i yeah. think i think the doom metal gear solid thing is is quite interesting as well because i think metal gear solid 1 is like equally arcadey and simplified in its in its mm -hmm. uh, level principles and its design principles um and that is something that really really worked for me i also just in general gravitate to like stealth games more i mean for me metal gear solid is the first one we've come to where i'm like oh well definitely metal gear solid above doom for me personally like everything about it's it's goofier it's stupider the cinematics are are wild and funny and and i watched them all on double speed so everybody talked like alvin and the chipmunks and it made it even right. better what a wonderful experience um and the encounters are like so intentionally made in vast different ways as opposed to like doom is like a very iterative like this is a new thing but it's still you know it's still your you know search and destroy run and gun like kill things right. and find keys um i i think metal gear solid is plainly like more inventive and having more fun whereas doom feels like it's trying to master something that i don't value as highly i find doom if if we're going to compare doom and metal gear solid i would i would say they're both um pretty pure yeah uh but i would say that doom is is purer it's mm -hmm. a pure expression of just like here here is this game and here's why you should play it and here's what's fun about it metal gear solid has a lot more moving pieces a lot more ideas and also though metal gear solid is not like when i go back and play it i feel like i'm experiencing a time capsule that i love interesting and not oh i'm finding an alternate universe where design value should have just reflected this mm -hmm. essentially i mean i do metal feel gear that way i because i don't have a history of metal gear solid when i played metal gear solid it felt timeless to me personally actually like i did feel like this is a wonderful thing that we should have like done more of or whatever yeah i think that i think that metal gear solid iterated on itself in a nice way too though like it, it's not like yeah. It's not like Metal Gear Solid 1 is this thing like that stands Metal alone. Gear Solid 1 is going to have to reckon with Metal Gear Solid 3. Right. Per personally is like a, and I don't really know where it's going to fall in that conversation. Yeah. Um but I don't 
I don't feel like Metal Gear Solid is as de facto the best example of what this genre can do as I feel like Doom is. Yeah, yeah. Basically. Like to me, Doom is Doom is my favorite first person shooter right now. Of yeah. the first person shooters I've played, it's my favorite as far as like just sitting down and playing it. Yeah. I, I have no real issue enjoying it. It's, yeah. It is an, as enjoyable to me as like chocolate cake, you know? So it, I, it, it's like yeah, a yeah. cookie. It's right. like a chocolate chip cookie. So I'm beginning to center myself on where I think Doom should end up, but I want to keep playing with the experiment. So I, let's yeah. talk Let's talk the other direction. Let's go Quake up real quick. Let's okay. talk about Katamari Damacy. I'm, yeah. Really what I'm curious about, less specifically Doom versus Katamari, I'm curious how high Doom would climb for you on this list. You said top 10, but I don't know if that's actually top 5 or, or where things fall for you. But I wonder how high your desire to push Doom would be. Mm, I'm not ready to reveal that because I would like us to settle on a spot first. That's not fair at all. We, you know, my exact placement. Well, I didn't. I didn't necessarily need you to say it as specifically. Um, <laughs> you asked I, I gave low twenties. You, <laughs> you, you were you were honing I, in. I I was honing in, but I didn't. I didn't necessarily. I wasn't necessarily trying to force you to give me the exact number. Sure. Okay, um, high, high, above five or less than five for Doom. Not going to give you that. That's um, I gave you. <laughs> you could have you chosen to not it. give me that, Matt. You, you are such a cheater. You cheat at the game. I'm not cheating. <laughs> I well, I am not trying to pervert. I feel like in conversations we've had, they haven't in the past when we've had this these ranking conversations, they haven't been dumb enough for me. Uh-huh. And I think it's because I have had an outweighed influence on the outcome. And I'm not seeking to influence it more. We This is going to be in between the two of us, and that's final. Yeah. And I don't think it should go in the top 10 if it is in your low, or if it is 23 for you, I don't think it should be top 10 overall. Mm-hmm. Well, that's I still, I still I have an idea, so let's at least talk. Maybe we can talk about the amalgamation of Katamari and MGS2. I mean, is, is that a thing yeah. we can sort of talk about all of them at once? Um, I'll talk about Katamari uh, in Doom. I think they're kind of interesting to talk about because they're both kind of like, here's a map, right. play through the level. Yeah. Uh, Katamari is novel. You know, it's right. like, it's it's this unique, interesting thing. And it's funny. So is Doom. Uh, but what it doesn't present for me is this sort of, I don't know, like Rosetta Stone aspects to it where mm-hmm. I feel like I'm thinking about all of these different games while I'm playing Doom. It's like when I play Doom, I'm thinking about all of video games. Mm-hmm. And when I think about something like Katamari or even Raw Danger, I'm thinking about, oh, what a fun offshoot. What a fun, like, interesting, like, branch mm-hmm. on the tree. But the way Doom makes me think about games in general, I feel like reminds me of the way something like Mario makes me think about games. For yeah. Instance. I think of Katamari Dom's. I, I don't disagree with that take, actually. Like, but but I think it means something different to me, which is to say, I think I appreciate the novel more. The I, I don't think I have a lot of love in my heart for essentially um, the AAA. Not that Doom is necessarily AAA. Like I know AAA. Like Doom is, yeah, is four people is in a garage. Like I I totally yeah. recognize that. It's more that Doom represents what later AAA would sort of build off of or whatever. Yeah. And that's all fine. Like I recognize that doom is, is this way cooler <laughs> Genesis point and, and everything. Um, but I, I think the, the confidence and pride required to make something like Katamari Damacy excels far beyond anything like doom uh, for me personally. And especially like 
knowing sort of how committed the team of Katamari was to the core goal and design of it all. Whereas Mm -hmm. Doom feels like the sort of, you feel the hands of the different people. Like, like you know kind of where this is a Romero thing and you know where yeah. this is a Sandy Peterson thing and you know yeah. where Carmack's getting in everybody's way to make sure <laughs> the thing runs on a calculator or whatever. Like, right. I, I feel like Doom has an interesting story and, and it ha- it's, it's, it's got this legacy of just like where these people all went and what the lessons everyone learned from Doom are. But I prefer the like bold decision to especially like in 2004 with katamari domacy like a lot of things a lot of assumptions about games are are getting settled and katamari is very distinctly like let's do our crazy thing off in the corner and just like knock it out of the park and and be committed to every element of it every the the, you know the controls and the bounciness of it the 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 way it's chunkiness contributes to the whole like i just feel like katamari is a complete package whereas doom feels like a a series of parts that all got put together well but it it doesn't feel like a complete package i mean we didn't play like episode four i episodes one through three that's obviously doom that's closer to a complete package but it still feels like disparate parts to me hmm i don't i i can't say that I agree with the yeah. disparate parts thing. It feels like Doom feels like Doom to yeah. me. And I'm not really sure how it could be disparate. Like It's the same it's, way it's, I feel about Quake, which is to say like each episode feels so specifically like, okay, now we're doing this thing. This is the new vibe. Doom's more um specific like is better at this, right? Level episode 1 is you're on Mars, you're on the ship. Demons are mm-hmm. coming onto the ship, but we're on the ship. Episode 2 is we're on the base. But the base has like hell creeping into like cor- there's pockets of hell showing their face, and then yeah. episode three is we've teleported to hell. We're here. We're 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 totally in hell. Like I think it's m- more refined than Quake is, but I I don't think that the whole experience is as like well honed to me in in service of like something cleverer as Qu- Katamari Damacy. I think Katamari is not i think the a cohesion argument is a weird one to make when it comes to katamari like in general like katamari is a game where you are sometimes you're in a bedroom i don't I know, know i guess you're in a bedroom like, now the nonsense of it is is consistent to me is, is i guess the the argument like that was yeah okay <laughs> i i i get what you're saying um where do you want to rank it just tell me where you want to put it so wh- where i'm getting let's, to let's, i feel let's start getting to brass tacks i i, I feel like for for me, the quake argument is what I actually want to keep coming back to, and I don't want to do the ugly thing where we put Doom and Quake like right next to each other because then we'll yeah, have this that, like really awkward problem <laughs> every time we have anything in the range of it. So yeah. I I you know I want it to be in this eight to fourteen range. It's not going to go higher than Super Smash Brothers Melee for me. Um, I I I don't feel even from like me thinking if i'm role-playing you the fervor you felt after getting over it with bennett foddy i don't feel that with doom in the same way so like yeah my my read on it would be that it wouldn't go above getting over it so you know i'm i think i'm very open to negotiation in this smash brothers to hyperlight drifter kind of range and like 
I feel like it's nonsense arguments for every single one. So we have to lean into something stupider. Perhaps we have to, we have to turn this into some sort of game. I would be down to put it. Um, I think, I think I'm okay with it going underneath raw danger and metal gear solid. I think I'm down for it to go underneath both and slot in at our number 14, which would actually put it above Hyperlight Drifter, uh-huh. your number two game sure. of all time. It's kind of my sacrifice there for you, basically, is like, look, I'll put Doom above my Yeah, it's like <laughs> Doom, Doom goes much lower on our list than it is on mine, but it is still next to something that is much higher on your list Right. that is low you know low on our collective one yeah i mean if I it's like if it's not if it's fair. our new number 14 that's also still what nine points higher than it is on my personal list so uh, yeah I, we've threaded the needle between our two lists in in some respect i mean again i don't know where doom is on your personal list but we, well, we are in we between on a spot yeah i yeah. mean I'm, I'm happy with under metal gear solid above hyperlight drifter yeah i'm i'm good with that too and i think that's a, a good halfway point uh, between where we've where we've placed it yeah um so it will go above just to real quick though to have the conversation sure. of doom and hyperlight drifter uh i think there if we were to have a conversation about those two games i feel like hyperlight drifter is a game that is a meaningful example of an older mm-hmm. style of game like a kind of new translation of something yeah and i wish doom had, had that. that i know I, there, I there was completely. a game there was a game that came out like last year. Yes, there was. I know what you're I talking about. I forgot what it was called, but uh, it sort of had like a Doom look to it, but it almost looked a little more quakey to me. Yeah. I don't know. I want someone to to make first-person shooters feel really arcadey yep. again, um, but not in not like Bulletstorm for some reason. Sure. That's what I'm going to say. Don't make Bulletstorm <laughs> like again. Not like Bulletstorm? Okay. <laughs> just like I don't need the protagonist to make crappy jokes. Yeah, yeah, like, sure. The the... Bring back the the gameplay feel of Doom, but like make it like don't necessarily bring like old uh, rickety crotchety yeah. old comedy stuff out. No. Like don't make it Beavis and Butthead. Just make but an just, arcade just, Doom. Just make just literally give us an arcade Doom, basically. Yeah, just give us an arcadey fun time shooter. Um, so yeah, uh, I think I think Doom at number fourteen sits really well for me. So that would be. Just to give you our new teen, because we didn't actually read out uh, sure. any of the list this week. Um, I will read out your new teens. So it will be our number 10 is Katamari Damacy. Our number 11 is Quake. Number 12, Raw Danger. Number 13, Metal Gear Solid. Number 14, Doom. Number 15, Hyperlight Drifter. Number 16, Halo Combat Evolved. 17, Yakuza Kiwami. 18, Eco. 19, Papers, Please. And 20 is Outrun. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm comfortable with in this outcome uh, is doom getting ahead of halo combat evolved honestly even though in a similar thing halo on my personal list with my history halo is a little bit higher than doom i do think for the proper list doom should be above halo like that feels more right than anything else with our placement is that like i Doom needed to be above halo it shouldn't it that that it wasn't going to go any lower than that basically yeah so Um, okay we did it wow well, here, I want to reveal where it yeah, was on my personal do. list. It's my number three wow. on my personal oh my list. Gosh. I think it is really great. and Really important and I've great had, and everything. I've had five years with Doom, and yeah. that's how strong I feel about it. I almost put it number one, to be honest. like I feel like the trifecta of my top three right now of... Uh, I won't I won't necessarily say the order, but my top three is Super Mario Brothers three, Silent Hill two, and Doom. I like those as the top three. Those feel like yeah. they span a lot of I, my taste. I feel like I need then one sort of like last pitch here 
Because like I'm not feeling number three energy from you. I is I I feel like I'm feeling number three arguments from you, mm-hmm. but I don't feel like I've gotten like an excitement, and I'm and I'm wondering what's like- up. I think that what happened was we mostly talked about your experience with the game, which is totally chill. Um, but there wasn't really a lot of time for, like, I, I feel like there was a version of this episode where we kind of walked through my time with this game. And it's been like five years, right? But it seemed like mostly, like, for example, at one point I asked you about what's your favorite level of Doom? And then we talked about your favorite level of Doom. We never actually got back around to any of my Well, now I feel bad. I, we, the the no, tangents th- happened. I don't thing. know. I'm sorry. This one, this go around was you and Doom. Maybe someday we will talk about Doom again, perhaps in some sort of post 100 games flashback where right. we do a series of, of games again. Yeah. And we will talk about my experience with Doom. Trust me, if we had... If we had gone whole hog into fully exploring both of our uh, versions of both of our takes of this game, this would have been a three-hour episode, and we don't need that. <laughs> I suppose not. I mean, not that uh, knowing our audience, no one would complain about it except for me. <laughs> but yeah, except, but Matt, Matt, you are the first audience member. You are the one in the. You are the first one in the crowd. So we gotta. I want to make sure that you're all right with it. But yeah, is this going to be the last time we talk about Doom? Heck no. Not not if I have anything to say sure, about it. Sure. Okay. Well, hey, everyone. Thank you for hanging out with us. I do want everyone to know we have... Last week we finished, you know, we, we knew what games we were going to play, but we didn't have a schedule yet in, in the episode. But we have a schedule now. And what we're going to have posted and what I'm going to start linking... Uh, what I've learned is me posting the whole list in the episode, uh, like, does it for podcasts suck okay that's the thing and podcast apps don't do stuff in the same way as each other right so when i post the list i I, someone posted recently sometimes it's not a formatted list at all it is just all of the games typed out so i'm gonna have a new link but what that link is gonna also have here's the flaw of the system is i don't have a way to have i mean i guess i could have a new link each week or whatever to like that episode's list as it was in time maybe i'll do that but more importantly we will also have the schedule posted of every single game this season the big thing i want to push this year uh is that or this season is that people if you want to get ahead of it and have played the game already uh you'll know the order that we're doing them in so like next week we're gonna have ej on and we're gonna talk about 1993's mist mist is not a long game so if you're listening to this right now Go play Mist. Go hang out with Mist for a bit and then check in with us next week when we talk about Mist and you will be primed and ready to hear our discussion and, and maybe have points of your own to make. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh it's gonna be a very interesting talk. Um I wonder <laughs> It's if not we a will top alienate... three game for Hunter. I I know oh, that. No. Much. <laughs> nope. No, 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 no. Um so yeah, I think we will kind of run up against uh some of my own biases uh-huh. against certain types of games next week um and i'm really curious as to where ej is gonna be in the spectrum of ways to respond to miss um yeah so that will be a very interesting week so be ready for that one it's gonna be fun Uh, also of note we have sort of shaken up a bit how the discord we've we've got a new system in place for how we can talk about episodes and stuff so if you want to hang out and react to this episode and and chat with people about doom there is a thread uh there's a, a a forum channel on our oga discord uh, that is the 90s personal computer channel. We'll change it now that we have a name. Uh, we have a proper name now. So I'm going to have to go on Discord and, and modify it. But that forum channel will have specific 
uh, forum entries for each game. So what we had before was just like one channel for all of 2001, a game Odyssey, and people would be listening to them in different orders and it got really messy. But we're going to have like more targeted discussions. So please come hang out and respond to think points we made on this Doom episode and respond to each other and like, let's talk about Doom for a week. What do you say? Yeah, sounds great. Um, I'm really excited for the new the new format to yeah. uh, the Discord because our alternate format, like for example, if you are on our Space Cats Peace Turtles yeah. Discord, is a mess nightmare. It's, it's um, horrible, and, and it, Space Cats will also change to this new yeah. system very soon. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that will be uh, a lot better. Uh, I feel like we didn't make any time to talk about the butt rock music, so I guess kind of just put that in, sprinkle that in Play right now. Play us out, Johnny. <laughs> That's I was gonna say in the Doom versus Quake uh, thing is that. Uh, Doom is like a fart wearing a helmet, basically, <laughs> and and Quake is just like uh, fingernails on like uh, a synth keyboard, yeah. and I prefer fart with helmet. Yeah, I am H O. Yeah, the the fart with the helmet is perfectly encapsulated in what is now going to be the lead into the music that plays us out, which is just the drum riffs, a MIDI drum rift. Ready? Here it is. <laughs> Old Gamers Almanac is produced by Matt Martins and Hunter Donaldson, with music by Knight Corey. If you liked our little show, consider giving us a five-star rating or heading over to patreon.com slash oldgamersalmanac. Oh,